What's up, everyone? And welcome to another episode of Shut Up. Keep going. I'm Sydney Goodman. I'm Kate Franklin. And this is a show where we explore our internet curiosities. How's it going, Kate? It's going well. Well, well, well. Well, well, well. Isn't that nuts that like we used to get our water from wells? Yeah. <laughs> like how Wait, is, people still do. Is it okay, this is gonna sound extremely ignorant. Is it still sanitary? Is it sanitary? Aren't you just getting it from the ground? Aren't isn't there like isn't the ground yeah. dirty? Well I don't totally know. I had to research wells because I was trying to write this film with this guy whose well was dried up and I didn't realize that you could just dig a well anywhere kind of because there's just like a layer of water under the ground did you know that so i knew it but i don't believe it i don't either it doesn't it's one of those things where i'm like okay like sure (laughs) the earth the earth's core is very freaky to me because i'm like how do we know that right you know yeah i don't know i don't know how we know that i guess volcanoes I'm out of my depth. Those are, they're like little tubes to the center of the earth. So they're like a zit. Yeah. And they're, they're literally, the they're, yeah, they're like, <laughs> the core is the pus. Yeah. Ew. I have yeah. a zit on my face. No one can see it. You can. I can't I see it's it. Less, it's right here. It like wants to, it wants to come out, but not enough that I should do anything about it. Mm. So I've just been kind of like, oh, okay. I, so you remember how that pimple popper thing was big? Like Dr. Pimple Popper? Yeah. Yes. I was like, I feel like I would enjoy this because I kind of like stuff like that. But they're so graphic. It's like a lot. I just want to watch a little guy. Like, I don't want to watch like you have surgery on them. (laughs) (laughs) No, they do like cysts and stuff. It's too much for me. I don't purposely watch it. But uh, when I worked at BuzzFeed, the YouTube channel that I managed, Mm -hmm. um, every once in a while, we'd have to we'd post what was categorized as oddly satisfying. Okay. Um, and those types of videos f- fell into it. So oh. I'd have to screen them. And I remember always just being like, it's not my yeah. Um, so speaking of which, do you want to go first or should I? Um, why don't you go? Okay, great. Cause I have a great segue <laughs> to the fact that there's water under the earth. Okay. What if oh. there was a car that was powered by water? Could could happen. It it could. Is it a steam vehicle? No. Oh. Uh, it's a water-powered car. So let me just start by saying we all know eco-consciousness has become more mainstream, which is wonderful. Thank God. Seriously, thank <laughs> God. Um, uh, but since the invention of cars, people have tried to design different engines to limit the environmental impact from cars because I think we can all agree cars are not doing us any favors when it comes to saving the environment i agree not great um actually cars release approximately 333 million tons of carbon dioxide into the atmosphere annually which is 20 percent of the the world's total in a year that's such a high number that's a very high number and i'm not gonna get in i've gotten really into um urban planning like under trying to understand it it's very interesting to me oh my god my really good core friend Who's my pod? What? Quarantine friend. Core friend. It's a phrase that I made up. Okay. But I'm sure other people use. 
He is an urban planner. Oh my gosh. We I should bring him on the pod. He's really fun. We should. Marley. Because yeah. just like, I think it's so fascinating. And so I've been learning more about urban planning and how Los Angeles basically, like we got like screwed by big oil yeah. <laughs> and the whole city is designed in a way that basically makes you dependent on a car. Yeah. Wait, are you reading City of Courts? Mm-mm. Oh, dude, I'm not like you. I can only read one book at a time. Sorry. And Sorry. right now I'm about 30 pages into, um, <laughs> I, I did read the full intro though. So that's an extra like 15 pages. Into <laughs> I'm reading Beast. the same version as you right now. Oh, cute. I just thought I'd revis. Oh, fun. Yeah. Well, you'll probably finish it much sooner than I. <laughs> I don't um, think I'm going to read the whole thing again, but I'm, I'm excited to read it. But yeah, I I'll add it to my list though. You'll, can you text it to me yeah. and I'll add it. But yeah, it, I find it really fascinating um, because that's a tangent, but basically that Los Angeles and a lot of cities and suburbs, even it was um, I was watching this video on how basically like the typical suburban neighborhood, the way that the roads are discourages walking and it just leaves this like eerie feeling where it's like you just don't want to walk places because of like it has to do with like the proportions of what you're seeing in the road and it's so interesting where if you compare that to like a european city or a city that's more walk traditionally walkable you'll notice that like the places to walk yeah. are proportioned differently i love my mother very much she's a very sweet lady but one of <laughs> <laughs> i love it when people start start things off with that but she is very judgmental of walkers <laughs> interesting i've but, like, never heard people this. like not like going on a walk like someone that is like clearly like walking because they need to get to a location interesting like, i have so much respect for people who do that i want to be too, more like that but my mom would be like oh, i wonder where they're walking and i'm like why does this make you mad but she would like see people walking and be like concerned I don't know why, but whenever I think of walkers in Orange County, I think of people walking to Tall Mouse. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Tall Mouse. My mom and oh, I have a traumatic story about Tall Mouse. So if you don't know what Tall Mouse is, because I don't know how, like, I think there was a few of them. There were so they were these craft stores. Ugh, I don't know if they're the still best. around. No, I don't know. Um, but they they were these craft stores similar to like a Michaels, um, but way better but way better. And they also, the one that I'm thinking of had fabric. I don't know if all of them did. Is this the one in your Belinda? Yeah. Okay. It was really nice and very big. Um, but they also had classes. And so my mom, my mom's like such a sweet lady. I love my mom mm. so much. She signed us up for a knitting class. Cute. But nobody, I don't know. I guess their classes weren't that popular that day or whatever. <laughs> the lady at tall mouse, <laughs> We had her full attention. She was a very nice lady. And so she's teaching us how to knit. And she's telling us about how she had this niece, I think, mm -hmm. who she was like, yeah, she was such a skinny little girl. And then all of a sudden, she just had this huge belly. And it just didn't make any sense. And it looked like she was pregnant because it just it didn't make any sense. All of a sudden, her, her stomach was just so big. And I remember being like, like I was maybe like 12. <laughs> oh, and I'm no. like, oh, wow, okay. She's like, and she ended up having stomach cancer. Oh my God. And so she's telling us about how like her treatment and how traumatic it was and that it's like this girl, like she was so young and then she got stomach cancer and it was just so terrible and da 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 da. And I think this was the first time that like, I really under was like, oh my God, cancer, like 
she she wow. could die and she was like yeah she like could have died and like she lost all her she all of her hair was gone and like she had this humongous belly and then it, she just went on and the girl ended up being fine which is oh, great but it was just like it still sticks with me that I was like so traumatized that I was like, oh my gosh, am I going to get stomach cancer? At like, Tall Mouse of oh all places. No. So it's Tall Mouse. Anyways, water powered car. <laughs> um, so, you know, now there are electric cars, which is great. great. Uh, but there once was a water car. Yeah, steam car. Also great. Am I wrong? Why do you want it to be a steam car so bad? It's not a steam car. We're not talking about steam cars. I am very passionate about steam-driven vehicles. I don't think... I mean, I... It's a water car. I believe. I believe in the truth. Okay, so let's talk about this water-powered engine. Um, It worked through an electric water fuel cell, which divided any kind of water, anything including salt water, into its elements of hydrogen and oxygen by using a process simpler than the electrolysis method. And its inventor, Stanley Meyer, was able to patent his invention under Section 101, which means he proved to a patent review board that his invention worked reliably. Great. So to invent the water power engine, it took 20 years of research and dedication, and he claimed it was capable of converting tap water into enough hydrogen fuel to drive his car from one end of the country to the other because it was water it was a non-polluting vehicle this is amazing wow Wow. great so good this was happening like how would the water be so it would just be used and then where would it just be burned up yeah i guess but isn't that like destructive of water it water turns into steam. <laughs> so they were steam cars. Say, are you they were steam cars. <laughs> are you trying to get me to? <laughs> no. So steam came out of the cars. I'm not trying to make this one my steam car conspiracy. <laughs> yes, yeah, steam theoretically came out of the cars. Because for some reason, I just had this like really like Dr. Evil thing where it's like we'll use water for the cars and then we'll ruin like we won't have any water like the water gets actually destroyed do you know what i mean like it's no longer in the water True, but we could but we don't need like pure water for this they could use like like tap (laughs) water i'm just gonna let you sit with that one for a second (laughs) (laughs) but okay no explain yourself Please, please explain what you meant by that. What I mean is, you know, the water cycle. Yes. I, for some reason, had this imagination that because I just see cars as destructive Mm -hmm. for resources, the water would go into this car and then it somehow the molecules would just be destroyed and then we'd be literally getting rid of the water. It wouldn't be like going into the water cycle. But you're saying steam is involved. Well, I'm saying that that all matter. You're crying. Very emotional these days. <laughs> matter is not created or destroyed. It just changes forms. That's literally science. <laughs> so I wasn't concerned about the molecules just vanishing. It goes against the laws. I went to art school. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. So he invented this water power engine. um, And obviously, like, let's 
let's pause and let's talk about fossil fuel politics. Great. So the petroleum industry is, some would argue, too powerful. <laughs> Very Lots of power there, lots of money. Um, and big oil has a lot of money. That's big oil with a capital B and a capital O. Uh, for example, 2018 Exxon, which is the world's largest publicly traded oil and gas company, reported. Wait, guess how much they reported in earnings? $17 trillion. Oh, you do this every <laughs> time. You did this last week. It's $76.61 billion <laughs> in earnings. Sorry. <laughs> Your imagination is too big. Um, but did you know there's only a thousand millions in a billion? <laughs> Wait, what? There's only a thousand, thousand bil- million? Bil- millions in a billion. Why is I thought it was nine hundred ninety nine million million nine hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine. I think that's a hoax. I'm not kidding. I think that I why learned did they that change? Recently. Why did they? <laughs> I don't believe you. That just like changes how counting works. I don't think you can have. You can't have like. A thousand billion. You went to (laughs) art school. (laughs) It becomes trillion. Did you know that? No, I I don't know that I believe you. (laughs) Okay, well, they made $76.61 billion in earnings. What I'm trying to say is my guess wasn't back. (laughs) I am on one this evening. (laughs) I apologize. (laughs) No, I love it. Okay. The good chaotic energy. Go ahead. Say your piece. What were you going to say? I'm just saying that my guess of 17 trillion isn't that much more. (laughs) It is. I'm sorry. Because it's like you only go to a thousand billion. You don't go to a billion a billion. (laughs) I don't think anyone thought that you go to a billion, a billion. You would go to 999 billion, 999 million, 999,999. I don't believe you, dude. You need to do a topic on this because I don't believe you. Meltdown. Okay. Well, basically, Exxon made a t- reported a t- billions. Okay. Uh, in earnings in 2018. So that just translates to they have political, economic, and sure. power to influence public opinion. Yeah. Um, and critics say, and I believe them, that big oil is willing and capable capable to quell inventions that threaten to reduce inventions, and I would say policies that threaten to reduce or eliminate the use of fossil fuels because that directly is reaching into their pocket and yeah. power and influence. Um, they also, side note, profit from war by warfare. Because tanks and planes use fuel. Yeah. So, And I mean, we have, I'm not getting into that. Um, but basically, a lot of powerful and wealthy people directly benefit from the continued reliance on fossil fuels. So now back to, let's let's talk about why have we not heard about the water-powered engine? I'd this happened in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's been a little bit now. You would think it would become mainstream. So like, why are people not talking about this? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you. And it happened on March 21st, 1989. Spring forward. Yeah, spring forward. It is after daylight savings. Um, So Meyer, Stanley Meyer, was having lunch at Cracker Barrel. He's just like us. Um, Except I've never been to Cracker Barrel. It's the best. Didn't they go out of business? No. There's a ton that did go out of business. It was like, it's like Cracker Barrel adjacent. I don't know. Sizzler? No, it's like soups. Oh, soup and (laughs) tips. Thank you for this. 
Soup plantation. Do you know that the Crimson Manor, they own soup plantation? Stop. <laughs> well, I think it went out of business, so they don't own it he anymore. He sold it before it went out of business. Did they start it or he just like no, bought it? No, he like then- bought it and then like made it profitable and then and sold, sold it. it. And then whoever bought it tanked it. Kind of sucked, Loki. Oh, well. Anyways. Never been to one. Uh, but so Meyer was having Barrel. lunch at Cracker Barrel with his brother whose name is Stefan and um the and two potential Belgian investors. So they toasted after lunch after and then he took a sip of his cranberry juice. But then Meyer clutched his throat, sprang to his feet and ran outside. His brother followed him, found him on his knees violently puking everywhere no. and Meyer's last words were they poisoned me. Shut the fuck up. I'm not that. at Cracker Barrel? At Cracker Barrel Wait. in the parking lot. Oh my God. And his death was investigated for three months. And eventually the coroner's report was that he died of a cerebral aneurysm, AKA a brain aneurysm. So he wasn't poisoned, but he definitely was. We don't know. Wait, so the Belgian investors, who are they? It's just, that's it. They're Belgian, two potential Belgian investors. He invented the water engine. This is the guy who invented the water engine and held the patent. He couldn't go to a nicer place than Cracker Barrel. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Maybe it was his favorite restaurant. Maybe he is like lucky. It's pretty good. Um, that's Obviously, it's not very that lucky. dramatic. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he died. He must. He has like this mysterious death where he has a brain aneurysm, and that was kind of the end of it. And then no one heard anything else, and, and the media didn't really cover it. And there's no water-powered cars. That's just it. Are you kidding? I'm not kidding. What happened to his patent? Okay. So, so this is, I have a little bit more, but basically I was skeptical. So I was like, okay, what, it also was very hard to find like a credible telling of this. Yeah. To be honest, like I read a few articles and got some information from different places, but let's start with what would a brain aneurysm death look like? Sure. So a brain aneurysm is a weak or thin spot on an artery in the brain that balloons and fills with blood and it might rupture, which would then spill blood into the surrounding tissue, uh, which would be a brain hemorrhage. And so when I looked it up, uh, what a ruptured aneurysm would look like, mayoclinic.org said, quote, sudden, extremely severe headache, nausea, and vomiting, stiff neck, blurred, or double vision. And some reports do say um, that... Meyer had previously high blood pressure, which is kind of like a prerequisite to having a brain mm-hmm. aneurysm. So it's, it is plausible. Um, but back to the story. So Stefan Meyer insists that his brother was murdered and is pointing at big oil. His brother's invention posed a huge threat to big oil and Stanley Meyer, uh, previously, obviously before he tragically passed has said, had said no to a ton of buyout offers as well as warded off pressure from overseas visitors and quote government spying operations. I don't know what that means. I couldn't find any other information on that other than just that. Um, But he claims that he had been offered millions to kill all evidence of his technology by various oil people, um, but refused. And, but another Another conspiracy is that could it have been the investors who poisoned him because his um, his invention, obviously, while big oil is what's kind of prevalent in the U.S., it would have implications internationally. Yeah. Um, so 
that there's that Stefan Meyer, the brother claimed that a week after Stanley's death, unidentified people had stolen the dune buggy. That was the quote proof or test for this water powered engine and had the engine and it had the engine in it. And that was all stolen from Stanley's garage along with all of the inventor's instruments. And the vehicle was later found, but it's not clear under what circumstances or condition the vehicle was in. And most recently in 2014, the vehicle turned up in Canada under the ownership of the Holbrook family, which I guess they knew Stanley Meyer, like personally, it said they were associates. I didn't really understand what that meant um but they knew them in some capacity your associate you are doing something not legal i have to say (laughs) but yeah nobody else really knows what's going on with what happened with that and but then there's another flip side of the coin which is that like with stanley meyer this person who like did the engine really ever work because what i gathered from what i was reading about it because I was like, okay, so he, he died. That's really sad. But like, it's not like the technology died with him, yeah. but that it was like, he was pretty guarded around like how this worked. And people were kind of like, did this actually work? Like, was he just saying that? Like, was he par- just paranoid about all this big oil stuff? My answer would be probably not, but it was powered by baby tears. It could be. You and bottle them up. That's hard to get bottle them up. Um, but so yeah, some people aren't totally sure that the engine even worked. Um, so this, which I know what this is going to sound like. I pulled this quote from Wikipedia and they said that the quote came, this information came from, um, a son, like the son, but like it was so old that there wasn't an online version of it. So I couldn't verify, but so I guess take it with a grain of salt, but it says quote, Stanley Meyer's invention was later termed fraudulent after two investors to whom he had sold dealerships offering the right to do business in water fuel cell technology sued him in 1996. His car was due to be examined by the expert witness, Michael Lawton, professor of electrical Wait, This timeline isn't adding up. How would they sue him in 96 if he died in 89? His estate, maybe? But the the thing... Okay, wait. I'm just going to... I'm going to do a quick... <laughs> oh, sorry. This is totally my bad. He died in 98. Oh, okay. That was a typo on my phone. <laughs> he died in 98. Let's just... Everybody, hopefully you made it this far on the podcast. <laughs> if you didn't, it's your own fault. It was 98. March 21st, 1998. <laughs> Um, so it does make sense that he was sued in 96, Mm -hmm. very much still alive at that point. Um, but it says his car was due to be examined by the expert witness, Michael Lawton, professor of electrical engineering at Queen Mary University of London and fellow of the Royal Academy of Engineering. However, Meyer made what professor Lawton claimed a lame excuse. So that's in quotes, (laughs) um, on the days of examination and did not allow the test to proceed. His water fuel cell was later examined by three expert witnesses the the wikipedia article in in parentheses says who question mark so i guess we don't know who those expert witnesses are um (laughs) and they found that there was quote nothing revolutionary about the cell at all and that it was simply using conventional electrolysis and the court found meyer had committed quote gross and egregious fraud and ordered him to repay the two investors their 25 grand Mm. so I don't know. Was Meyer just paranoid and under grand illusion or was it legitimate and he was poisoned and the media legacy left behind has been skewed in a way that we all are supposed to just think he was crazy. I mean, 
we have, we've waged a lot of wars for oil, I have to say. So it's, it's like very important to people. It wouldn't be crazy if one guy got killed off in the conquest of oil. And then nobody really heard about it. Listen, but that's crazy. Yeah. So that's, I wonder if it worked, but okay. Devil's advocate. If it didn't work, that would make sense because wouldn't someone, couldn't someone else like in the meantime have figured out how to use water or is it like a giant conspiracy that no one wants us to be able to use water powered vehicles? I think that's a conspiracy is that what it made me also think about, and I'm not super plugged in into this like conversation that people are having, but I feel like Elon Musk, do you know a lot about him? yeah kind of okay okay maybe then you have more answers than me but i feel like at first everybody was like elon musk oh my gosh this man like he's he's a genius wow and um obviously i feel like there were sort of electric vehicles before that there were like priuses which i know is like a hybrid and whatever and then all of a sudden it felt like everyone kind of turned like the narrative changed on Elon Musk that is like, he's actually broke. Like Tesla's going under, like, it's not as good as you think. Like, like I just felt like there was all this negative media, not to say that if you invent something that's helpful to society, that you don't, you shouldn't ever get negative press or anything. And you need to be this perfect person by no means. But I felt like all of a sudden the script, the script flipped very quickly. And I wasn't like tuned in enough to like, really understand what's going on one way or the other. But when I was getting my car most recently, which was a couple years ago, we were considering, I was considering getting a Tesla and ultimately, obviously I wasn't considering it that heavily. Otherwise I would have done more research, but I was considering it. And then when it was around the same time when everybody was kind of like, I don't know, Tesla, like it's going to go out of like their big, they don't have Mm -hmm. any money. And I was like, I don't want to deal with that because all the parts have to be Tesla. So if if they went under, like what would happen? I just have this like, Mm -hmm like what would happen. And so ultimately I didn't like move forward with looking into it more, but yeah, I don't know. I think, um, this is slightly informed. Okay. It's not majorly informed, but I believe what happened is he's a certified freak. (laughs) Like he's just a weird guy and he started being more, uh, like eccentric. Yeah. He just, and like, he started going on Twitter and like making crazy shit. Like he just started posting crazy statements, but he is an extremely, extremely smart person. And in his defense, I don't know. I, I'm not saying how I feel about him. I'm just putting that out there. I don't have an issue. With I mean, I, Tesla's amazing. Like that, the, the fact that those cars exist is awesome. And I have a friend who, and my sister actually has one and they're the coolest cars ever. I'm definitely going to get one someday. Um, but my belief is like, okay, if Da Vinci was alive right now, he would be a freak. <laughs> like totally. Like I think if someone is a genius, like why should they be like a great PR person? Do you know what I mean? Totally, totally. Yeah. So like I don't know. That's just well, and that's what it's saying is that it's like I'm not saying because he was some inventor, he needs to be. I I think the same thing goes with honestly like any celebrity where this is getting off on like a weird tangent, but, and I'm so, I hope that this comes out of my mouth in a way that doesn't make (laughs) everyone just like click out and stop listening. Um, but I feel like there's this weird thing that our society puts on celebrities where they need to be good role models. And the thing is, 
like why like they don't have to be like you hope that they're good people and like obviously I want everybody to be a good person and do their part but really it, it, it that's not their job like their job is to be really great actors and tell stories and share characters and parts of themselves or be very good musicians and I know that's kind of getting into the like separate the art from the artist idea but I really just I'm confused yeah about I, I don't think I'm that so expectation I don't think celebrities need to be I mean they shouldn't be like evil like hateful people obviously no one should be that way yeah in general but it's like okay like a celebrity, it's like they, they don't know if I fuck up. Like the world doesn't know if I fuck up. I'm able to keep – it's just because we're so invested in their personal lives now that I feel like we used to not be probably because of social media mm-hmm. and like the immediacy of it. That's why it's like so heightened now, you know? Yeah. Because it's like just let Elon Musk be a freak. Like he's like – if he wants to post weird shit on Twitter, he should just be able to do that. Totally, But, totally. like, he made Teslas and they're super great for our environment. I saw him in Grimes once at the movies. Really? That's yeah. cool. It was really f- weird. Wait, they don't have, like, a movie theater? No, they were just house? at the Grove. On a, it was, like, a Sunday. It was, like, a busy time. It was, like, Sunday late afternoon and Alex and I were getting out of a movie and they must have been in our theater because they were, like, walking out in front of us. And it's funny because I feel like celebrities, like, exude this thing. Like, they're maybe this is why they're celebrities. Cause like, I feel like they're magnetic almost. Yeah. Cause like my eyes just went to them and I was like, those people are out of place. Like they don't look like normal people. And then I was like, holy shit, that's Elon Musk. Wow. And they were just like doing their normal ass thing. There was like, I mean, I didn't see any security around. They were just like walking and nobody was bothering them. Wow. Why does Alex feel like a cousin of Elon Musk to me? <laughs> There's like some relation there that I'm making in my head. The thing is, so they're not related for everyone. No, I I just wanted to make that distinction for everyone. But no, I do you know what I I mean? I get a vibe. I can see. Yeah. So interesting. It is interesting. I think as Alex is like, you can tell he's like a genius, but he also is like so playful. He's yeah. He's kind of like, yeah. Yeah. But he also like presents like if he didn't talk, you're like, wow, that guy like has like is like very. But then like when he talks, <laughs> he he's like, talk. <laughs> sorry, that sounds offensive. I don't even. Decide. But then when he talks, he's like so like like bubbly. He's, Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I that's, that's why I'm saying I get the yeah I get the association that you're saying. I ran into Willem Dafoe. Like literally <gasps> ran into what him. What is that like? He was a. I mean, I love him. Yeah. He was super nice. I was like, sorry, excuse me. Cause we were in this tiny theater and it was like those bathrooms that are like so close to each other. So we like both, like I literally knocked into him and he was like, Oh, sorry. He's very short. Yeah. But he he, literally looks like a painting. Like it's like, that is why you're an actor because your face is so intense. Yeah. But it was cool. I was at a silent movie festival and he was there and he was very into it. I like saw so him like a couple rows in front of me and he was like, yay. Yeah. Does yeah. he, in my head, he like is very stiff and just kind of like. No, he was around. super like bubbly. Oh, cute. Like he seemed really like he was like smiling a lot. Oh. I know. I really like him. I as love well. him. Yeah, it's very odd. I feel like celebrities, we, and we've talked, I don't know if it was on the podcast, but we were talking about women that I think are hot. Mm -hmm. And I remember you said, 
I can't remember which one it was. If it was Emily Ratajkowski or one of the Jenners. Emily Ratajkowski. And you said that she like didn't pop in person for Mm -hmm. you. That she just looked like a normal person. Yeah. Which is interesting because I feel like I'm always surprised for the most part. Well, I guess that's not true. Huh. I was gonna say for the most part, most celebrities that I've met, whether through work or just like being in LA, they are like very, they're always very just like, like you said, they're so intense looking in person mm-hmm. um, because it was like, what's that guy's name? Uh, Tom Hiddleston. It Ed was Scott Fitzgerald. <laughs> Why is he Ed Scott Fitzgerald in my head? I think he, he played that in a movie. Did he? Yeah. I could see it. He is, I never thought twice about him. And I had, I interviewed him for work and he just like all of his feet. It's exactly what you're saying. All of his features are so just like, everything's turned up. Yeah. It was so weird. Like I felt like it was like, he was like radiating. Can I give you my one complaint about modern actors though? Please do. They're too hot. Everyone's too hot. I agree. Like you watch movies from the seventies and everyone is so interesting looking and you're like, that's a real person. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. Dustin Hoffman looks like a real person. Yeah. But it's also like, I under like, he's very charismatic and I love watching him on the screen. But now I feel like a lot of our actors, it's like, I don't know anyone that looks like that. Like you are a perfect person. Yeah. It's hard for me to believe that you're this like normal, whatever. Yeah. No, I feel you on that, but I will say, okay, wait, I don't, my brain's going in two directions okay. at the same time. I need to calm it down. <laughs> okay. So the first thing I'll say is that I was watching this TikTok. <laughs> I did. I, I don't think I sent it to you. Wait, was it the hot, hot? Oh, I did yes, send yes, it yes. to you. Okay. And it was, so I guess we're just sharing this TikTok that I sh- <laughs> I sent Kate this week, um, which was this idea of like celebrities being hot, hot or hot, ugly or ugly, hot. Yeah. And hot, hot would be somebody who's like conventionally attractive. Like mm-hmm. I think Chris Evans yeah. was one of them, which like you look at him, he looks like I don't want to say normal, but he looks like it's just like, oh yeah. Like he's like, yeah. Like conventionally good looking. He'd be in a catalog somewhere. Yes. Yeah. And then there was hot, ugly, which this was not an example used, but I would say that Ryan Gosling is hot, ugly because if you look at his face, I agree. I totally agree. It's like, huh? Yeah. I think Channing Tatum was hot, ugly as well. Yeah. I and don't then, find him hot. I don't either. I'm not attracted to him. Just because like he is so hot. You know what I mean? It's too much. It's, it's like, like Chris I, Evans for me I, is I also too hot. There. Yeah. There's a lot. That I, I am so with you on that. There's so many men that I feel like are being pushed <laughs> and I'm just in like, Hollywood. It's and it's just like, you're. it's not clicking with me. I also love Channing Tatum as an actor. I love, he's a good actor. Yeah. He's a great actor. I love him in Hail Caesar. Yes. I he's forgot he's in so that. so funny. I forgot he's, he's in like that. He's like the tap dancing sailor. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. He, he's great and she's the man as well. Very charming. Oh, yeah. Um, and then Ugly Hot would be like Adam Driver, Pete Davidson, um, All, everyone that we're... Everyone that she listed on this TikTok, I was like, oh, I love him. Oh, he's so hot. <laughs> the Skarsgård that I know. we talked about last time was on there. Who is the other one? Um, there was one that I was like... That is me, like that is my guy, and I was like, he's ugly, hot. I find him just hot, hot. <laughs> so I, but my question would be, do you think that it's that scale for women in Hollywood, or do you think all women in Hollywood 100%. are just hot, hot? Do you remember the Office episode where they were deciding if Hillary Swank was hot or not? Yes, which of honestly is a great, of course, debate. Is, 
I don't know if she's hot or not. I'm not attracted to her. Do you know who's one person I really don't think is hot at all? Who? And I cannot understand why people think she's hot. Cameron Diaz. Have you ever seen There's Something About Mary? No. Is she hot in it? She's very hot in that movie. She is. But I think I think it's because people attach that personality. She's like the original cool girl, like okay. sort of. And she plays it so well. And she's so charismatic and chill and go with the flow. Like I was with you on this. And then I saw There's Something About Mary and was like, I get it now. Okay. Maybe I'll, I probably won't watch it, but it's a, it's like a nice, like romantic comedy situation, but it's also very creepy. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I think I t- on this podcast talked about the holiday and how upsetting Cameron Diaz's <laughs> yes. performance is in that. And I can't go back from that. Another person who I find not hot and like, it, it was a, I don't like watching her because, because of it. I'm <laughs> so shallow. I'm sorry. Is Jennifer Gardner. I don't find her hot. I'm sorry. Sydney's very upset. Because she seems like the nicest woman. She seems nice. You don't like watching her for that? No, she bothers me. There's something about, but maybe it's me. Is it because she's so maybe it's a me angular? I think like actresses who were popular when we were growing up, like as little kids, Mm -hmm. they bother me for some reason. I don't don't understand. Who else is there? I hate Jennifer Aniston. I find her like I don't want to watch anything she's in interesting I mean I'm not particularly drawn to things because she's in them but I did really like her in Friends I just she's good in We're the Millers she's not a good actress and I don't think she's I just remember every People magazine when I would go to the grocery store and check out with my mom Jennifer Aniston was on it and I was like I don't understand why people are so obsessed with Jennifer Aniston (laughs) what is going on I think maybe it's just those people in my mind that I've like seen so much yeah no that's fair okay wait I want to go back to this hot ugly ugly hot thing I only because I feel like the range for i'm ready to be convinced either way but i kind of thought that it would be skew more towards most women in hollywood are hot hot Mm -hmm. because i feel like the scale of what you can look like in hollywood is very very narrow yeah um but i guess there are some more interesting looking women Mm -hmm. that would fall under that like i'm thinking of like um winona ryder she's hot hot but she's not conventionally she's hot she's hot hot she is definitely conventionally hot no she's not i don't think she she was like young she was beautiful no i know i know exactly what she looks like i'm not this isn't an insult i think winona Ryder is (laughs) like is like peak like so beautiful like i would love to look like winona Ryder. yeah but i'm saying like she doesn't when i think of hot hot i think of like who was considered hot in your high school and then like amp it up a little bit yeah. to like Hollywood standards. We're just like very conventional. Yeah, and I don't Margot think Robbie. Exactly. Yeah. Margot Robbie's super hot, but she's hot. She's conventionally very attractive where I feel like Winona Ryder is like, like Kate Winslet. Different. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, how do we get here? I don't know. <laughs> I truly don't know. I truly don't know. Um, so yeah. Tragic story. <laughs> The steam, not the steam car. Okay, I know that there was a steam car, and there, I'm gonna do it one of the next episodes. Is there a steam car that just makes me think of steampunk? Yes, because wait, I'm not gonna do it because I am gonna. I'm gonna do it. Another okay. Because speaking of 
crazy scientific inventions. Ooh, okay. Tell me more. I just read this article in the New York Times, and it was extremely disturbing to me. <laughs> oh, good. So now you're going to share it. Um, and I'm just curious. I'm just going to tell you about what has been discovered, and then I'd love to just have a conversation about what the implications of this could be. Yeah. Yeah. So these mouse embryos, mouse. Is this going to make me sad? No. Okay. These mouse embryos looked perfectly normal. All of their organs were developing as expected, along with their limbs and circulatory and nervous systems. Their tiny hearts were beating at a normal 170 beats per minute. But these embryos were not growing in another mouse. They were developed inside an artificial uterus. The first time such a feat has been accomplished. Hmm. So these experiments happening at the Wiseman Institute of Science in Israel were meant to help scientists understand how mammals develop and how gene mutations, nutrients, and environmental conditions may affect the fetus. Um, but then, of course, this raises the questions about whether other animals, even humans, should or could be cultured outside a living womb. Do they have souls is my first question. Well, no, because we're going to get into I mean, they probably do. I guess this... <laughs> Sorry, this gets into like the territory of like, is a soul in a fetus or is it in a born thing? Which I don't know if we want to get into. Well, no, I meant even like I'm thinking once they're born and everything. Oh, they, they can't they be souls? born. They can't be born. They're just fetuses? Yeah, we're going to get into it. It's kind of okay. Sad. Oh, I asked you if I was going to be. Well, it's they're like mice. I care. Fetuses. Okay, they're mice fetuses. They're not born. It's okay. kind of sad. In a study... This doctor described removing embryos from the uteruses of mice at five days of gestation and growing them for six more days in an artificial womb. At that point, the embryos are halfway through their development. Full gestation is 20 days in mice, which is crazy. That's like very fast. Um, and at this stage of development, for humans, that would be called a fetus. Um, okay. <laughs> Just to know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I read that weird. Um, but they've grown more than a, a thousand embryos this way. So the thing is, this has already like grown to beyond that. So they've been able to grow them longer than 10 days to 11 days. <laughs> and um, until now, uh, up until now, researchers were able to fertilize eggs from mammals in the laboratory and grow them only for a short time. These embryos need a living womb. Um, and this presented, prevented scientists from answering fundamental questions about the early stage of development. So, quote, the holy grail of development biology is to understand how a single cell, a fertilized egg, can make all of the specific cell types in the human body and grow into 40 trillion cells, Right. Since the beginning of time, research, a thousand billions. That's a thousand. That's forty thousand <laughs> billions. Okay. <laughs> Since the beginning of time, research have been trying to develop ways to answer this question. The only way we've been able to find out about this before is to study organs and tissues from worms, frogs, and flies that are born without a uterus, like they're in eggs, mm -hmm. right? Um, or to remove embryos from animal experimental animals at varying times, which is sad. But it's like you can't see it grow. Um, but what scientists want is to be able to literally see 
gestation happening and mm-hmm. you can they can and they're see doing it. it there's like videos of it it's crazy so um they are able at day 11 of these mice developing they examined them next to they like got a day 11 mouse that was actually in a mouse uterus and they're exactly the same so it's like the mice that they're growing in an artificial uterus are growing the exact same way Mm -hmm. which is crazy um so the problem is after this like they need an a blood supply for the embryo or else after day 11 yeah or else like they can't keep growing so they all die all the little uterus or the all the little embryos die they're trying that's what they're trying to find but they've been able to grow mice in an artificial uterus that's the crazy part yeah which i want to talk about is they've been able to do that which i think is nuts so now they're trying to find a way to make an artificial womb and this would allow researchers to learn more about why pregnancies and miscarriages or why fertilized fertilized eggs fail to implant Um, It also opens up a way for us to find out how gene mutations or deletions affect fetal development. And um, it'll just be a way to like literally see how a thing grows into a thing that's able to be outside the womb. A thing grows into another thing. (laughs) The thing is, this has gone beyond, it might go beyond mice. There is an attempt to create early human embryos this way, which is yeah, that, so it ends saying it is not unreasonable that we might have the capacity to develop a human embryo from fertilization to birth entirely outside of the uterus, which feels like a science fiction movie. It totally does. How interesting. So that's like on the way. Wow. I mean, it's tough because I feel like I'm going to preface everything that I say. Not that I'm against this. I don't really know how I feel about this at this moment in our conversation, Yeah, but I will preface this with saying I think that has wonderful implications for people who are not able to have, like are having a hard time getting pregnant or aren't able to get pregnant, et cetera, et cetera. But I also feel like I just like as a species don't trust us. Yeah. (laughs) And that feels like something that would be like, I could see being like abused in some capacity. You know what I mean? Like in like very gross, horrible ways. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, science is wild, dude. I I have another, like, it's not even a whole topic. It's like a half topic. But no, I totally agree. My I understand why they wouldn't want it for research purposes to understand, like, how mutations happen and, like, to understand that. But it's like, the, the thing with science, my gripe with science, is we learn the really cool thing. And then it's like, let's just keep, like, it's like we keep going with it to, like, exploit mm-hmm. And it's like, is there a board of people? I'm sure there is. There's like an ethics board where they're like, we have to stop now. Do you know what I mean? I don't know if there's a board that says we have to stop now. There should be. There like, should I be do know that there's a board, board that exists when it's like you're doing, um, you have to present to when you're going to do research mm-hmm. and they say like, this is ethical that you can do this yeah. research um, when it's involving like living. I don't know if it's just humans or like living yeah since all living things um but i think that board is just in the united states i'm sure other places have it but i don't know that they step in and say like you gotta stop like you've learned too much because like if we were able to literally like grow people it's like 
someone would have to regulate that. <laughs> so there's not some like mad scientists like growing people and like forcing them to be an army. Well, that's when I, I'm thinking of that. I'm thinking of like child sex. I know. Rings. Yeah. I'm thinking of like my war, my mind, unfortunately, is going to like the worst possible yeah. places. Um, while I do recognize that there's positive and good implications for this, I'm like, again, don't trust yeah this because i mean i even think about like i can't remember the doctor's name but that doctor who was on trial he might still be on trial or maybe he was convicted i don't remember but he was um one of those like god i'm gonna sound stupid right now um he was one of those people the doctors that like help people with their pregnancies where they like fertilize mm-hmm. would that still be an OBGYN? i don't know um but where they help women like they'll take the semen and then like fertilize the woman or whatever and he was doing it like with his own semen even though they were like yeah look it up it's horrible but i think of that and it's just like people just can't freaking be trusted dude like oh my god that's how my sister was made by the way Oh, I thought you were going to say with the... Do- that was her doctor. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Wow, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Honestly. Yeah, my parents couldn't have... I don't know how I was made then. You were like a fun... She's older than me. Uh, yeah, she was made in a Petri dish. <laughs> Ooh. Um, but I mean, okay, wait. So along the same lines is like, I know there's technology out there that might be available now. I just remember when I was in school, it was being researched and looking like a viable thing where it's like, you can select the character traits of your children. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's Wait, like, car- I thought you could select like their eye color. Yeah. It's a character trait. You're a physical trait. <laughs> I was imagining like, it's like he likes sports. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, 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 I know for sure it was physical traits and okay. in there, there might be certain things like, mm-hmm maybe a gene that's linked to like aggression you don't want we can't be doing that what do you think oh absolutely i don't think we can be doing that that's no no one the hard thing is is i feel like sorry to interrupt you that's okay i no here go ahead i shouldn't interrupt you oh no i was just gonna rant about how we can't be doing that i'll remind you um but (laughs) i feel like it's the tough thing is like the implication of like if you could if you wanted somebody to go in there and make sure that your child like doesn't, if let's say cancer runs in your family and you want to make sure that your child isn't going to be predisposed to that and somebody can go in there and do that, like, dude, they should go in there and do that. Yeah. Like, that's awesome. But the problem is, <laughs> we take it a step further. We're like, oh, we also want them to have like brown eyes and like be really creative and like, yeah, be, like, uh, yeah, it's like you can't just let them they're just gonna turn out how they're gonna turn out like i i feel like the only if i was on this board this made-up board that i'm creating that it has to exist i'm sure there's one right it has to probably some like un thing yeah that's what i was thinking it's like you can do it only for like uh what's the word genetic mutation diseases or or something yeah like you can't go in there and be like i want him to maybe be interested in science and mathematics and technology you know it's like your kid's gonna turn out how it's gonna turn out you probably shouldn't be having kids if you want to design how they are (laughs) you would think but no i totally agree it's also like this this makes me think about kind of unrelated things in science but like 
think about i mean i did the space lawyers topic space lawyers it's like okay it's great we can go to space and learn stuff (laughs) but like should we be like seeing if humans can live on another planet like i don't know if that's like where our resources should be going do you know what i mean yeah like it's like let's just like get these water cars going (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. That's how I feel about this, where it's like, that's cool. You can learn that. But like, I don't know if we should be growing babies artificially unless like it would help people who are infertile than like rock yeah. on. Another implication that I'm hearing is this idea that it's like one cell is turning into all of these other things. And I don't know if it's different than like stem cells and that whole thing, but is like maybe they learn something from that that's super helpful. Yeah in the medical field but yeah i don't it's it's tough it's a tough line that that people are walking well another cool thing so it's like if you're infertile maybe an artificial wound isn't the only option for you maybe it's adoption listen well adoption or i didn't know this there has been people that have had um uterus transplants isn't that crazy? Wow. So, um, this is the first ever uterus trans. So, transplanted baby was born. Actually, there's been two now. Wow! But this is the article from the first one. Um, it was to when- a woman in Brazil, and she. Oh wait, this is not correct. <laughs> Sorry. Um, this is the first one in South America. Sorry. Oh, got there it, got had it. been 11 babies that have been born this way since 2013. And so, um, wow. there's been like more cases of uterine transplants that have succeeded, but so far at the time of this writing, there had been 11, um, because biologically organs of the living and the dead aren't that different. And, uh, uh, but the availability of the deceased donors certainly could open up this to a broader number of patients, people that have either, do you know people are born without uteruses? That's like a thing. Oh no. I mean, I guess that makes sense. I, I believe I watch a lot of Grey's Anatomy. I believe it. Yeah. So this woman, she was born without a uterus, but she had ovaries. So basically they, they implanted they took out some of her eggs transplanted the uterus and then transplanted her fertilized eggs back into her and she was able to have a baby in someone else's uterus isn't that so crazy i wonder if it hurts to have somebody else's or like i wonder if it feels different to have someone else's organs in you i know and so that's the thing um uh, a, the, a quote and it says people don't identify themselves by their kidneys but what we learn from transplanting faces and hands it feels different to people is the uterus very personal or is it just another organ i think it's personal right it's like you're it's so interesting well my thought is that it's like in my head and maybe i'm just overly romanticizing this but I feel like your organs were all made for your body mm-hmm. and like have grown in accordance to like the rest of like, it's like perfectly made for your person. Yeah. And to like work together with the other organ. Yeah. And, da, da, da. and obviously there are issues with 
transplants not taking and being rejected from the body. So there are instances where, you know, what I'm saying does come into play, but it's just, it's so crazy to me that you can take something out of somebody else's person and just like slap it in there and we're good to go through that. Like I'm still like, I don't, and how did we do that? I mean, it's amazing, but I just, I cannot wrap my head around it. I also like, I should have asked this when Mac was on. (laughs) I still don't understand how like we do surgery and how people don't bleed out from it. Do they put something on bodies so they don't bleed out when you make an incision? Is it like different than like cutting yourself? Okay, this is literally this is based on me watching Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> okay. So I do not <laughs> take this with just like I don't know what's coming out of my mouth right now. I think they are pumping blood into you as you are and they're controlling the losses. So like they I have see. like a little, you know when you go to the again, I don't know. <laughs> but you know when you go to like the dentist and they have the little suction thing that sucks up your spit? Yeah. I think they might have a tool similar to that that sucks up the blood. And so instead of bleeding just like chaotically, it's like controlled. And then you're getting blood. Oh, a transfusion. In, a transfusion while that's happening. So it's like evening itself out. Okay, that checks out. I think I've seen that on Grey's Anatomy too. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, I also thought that they like put like some sort of liquid on you and it makes you bleed less. I'm sure they probably they probably do anything that they can to help control the situation. Well, because, okay, so I got attacked by my new cat. He's fine now. He's the best. But I it had a really, really bad gash, two mm-hmm. gashes on my hand. And I was like looking up like bad gash on hand. Should I get stitches? And then I got onto this whole thing about like the same article that was helping me understand if I need to go to the ER was telling me if any of my body parts were missing to put it on ice. Yeah. (laughs) And I was getting freaked out. I was like, holy shit. That was so like, I'm reading the same article where that could happen. Yeah. There was one time where Alex, (laughs) so Alex really likes doing projects. He likes project cars and he likes like working on them or whatever. And so he was in the garage and he was working on one of his cars and he was drilling like it had to do with the carpet Mm -hmm. because I remember it was something to do with like the carpet got stuck in the drill and so it like went chaotic or something and he drilled through his hand (laughs) and dude when I tell you that there was blood everywhere he like fully through he drilled through his hand and I don't know how the man didn't like hit tendon like his hand perfectly is fine he has like a scar on it but it was like Oh my gosh. And he came in and was just like, well, he, the weird thing was he had it up by his, his face because I think he was holding a, if I remember correctly, he was holding like a something on it. And so he had it up by his face. So I thought it was his mouth, but it was his hand. And it was just, oh my gosh, it was <laughs> your face. That was my face. <laughs> so it was just the most, I, I can only describe it similar to like, if you've ever gone in a car accident, even if it was a minor one where it's just like such an out of body experience that it's like this thing I'm driving hit this other thing. And now it's like dented. And I feel like it was that where it was just like, wow, like we, like you could just like chop your limb off or like, just like, like I think things it, can just like come off. I think cause it's your, if it happens so fast, your brain like can't comprehend it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause 
Yeah. I mean, my gash is not that bad, <laughs> but it did apparently cut into my fat layer on my oh, hand. It like went through all of my skin layers. Ugh. It's pretty gross looking. Yeah. Um, and I didn't feel it at all. Like it didn't hurt when it happened. Oh, same. Because it happened so fast. It was like yeah. so bizarre. Yeah. Because so last year I had this like really fun running gag with myself where I would cut myself with various knives by accident. Oh, no. And so like it was so dumb. Like I cut up my hand with a butter knife. Just oh, because God. the wrong part, like the serrated part, I just slipped and it cut me. But the part that I was going to say that I was like, yes, I relate is I gave myself a really bad gash with um, like a one of those big choppy chop knives. And <laughs> it, I didn't, it, you know exactly I what know. I'm talking <laughs> But it's like, I didn't, it didn't hurt. I didn't feel anything. And it just happened so fast, but it was like, I don't know how far I was. I wasn't sure if I should get stitches or not, but I had to go into work. So I just was like, oh, uh, we'll deal with this. I mean, and I like last week I had the teeniest, teeniest blister and I was like, I'm in pain. Like I felt everything. So man, weird. The body's weird, man. Well, it's a situation. We're growing things. We're growing things. Don't invent something that big oil doesn't like because it might take you out. You learn something new every day. Do you think they used the um what was that like dark web website I talked they about? They definitely got, they definitely got a hit, man, from the dark web. Fifteen <laughs> K. Alrighty, folks. Thanks for watching. Don't forget, check out our image guide from some uh, sweet images. What? You said thanks for watching. <laughs> <laughs> We're 25 episodes in. Our, our, by, oh my gosh, we almost has many, have as many episodes as years that we've been alive. Is that a dumb milestone? <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, yeah. Shut up. Keep going on Instagram. Thanks so much for listening. See you next time. See you next time. Every Friday. <laughs> There's <laughs> a new episode. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>